So good morning. Welcome to Oak Ridge Community Church Sunday morning gathering. We're glad you could join us today. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Glad you're here. Um, just a, a few points of housekeeping and, and roles. We're on, we're on a Zoom meeting. We're on a webinar. So um, if you're joining, you're probably joining as, a, as an attendee uh, rather than as a panelist. Uh, I'm this morning. I'll be the host. I'll be keeping an eye on the chat, on the questions and answers, and running through and uh, helping to emcee the time. And Julian uh, Smith will be sharing with us in a few minutes, and Stephen Ferguson will be leading us in uh, singing and worship in a little bit. Um, so we one thing that we would love to hear from you um, is we'd love to hear any testimonies of of your experience at home or um, serving your neighbors or even even if you've been blessed by your neighbors or by one another if you, if you have a, a testimony you'd like to share of how you've been blessed and how you've been encouraged or how you've had an opportunity to share and serve your neighbors please contact me or one of the pastors or a life group leader let us know we in um, sometime in the future maybe we can have you as a panelist and you can share for a few minutes about um, your experience and the blessing you've had um, as always if you have if you have a need um, or you know somebody in need, please contact, contact your life group leader or one of the pastors. We would love to be help. You know, that extends to, if you are a member of our, of our church, of course, and even if you're just visiting this morning and, and you have a need or you know someone in need, let us know what's going on and let's, let's, let's talk together. Let's pray together. Um, one thing I'd like to remind you of is, um, our, through the church website, our eGive link is, active and current if you're if you're able to if you're able and have the ability right now to continue to give to Oak Ridge Community Church through eGive please use that i think majority of our of our off tithes and offerings come in through eGive so that works very well for for most people if anyone has any questions or thoughts or needs help operating that feel free to contact the church office or me and i'd be glad to give you a, a hand um, one thing i'd like you to be thinking about is if you have any prayer requests please let us know. You can type them in the chat or in questions and answers. Um, love to take time and pray. And we'll also be collecting prayer, prayer requests for an extended time of prayer next week, um, which we'll talk about more later. So with that, um, Julian, um, welcome, like to welcome Julian Smith. Thank you for um, sharing with us today, Julian. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I want to start by asking you a question this morning. How is your walk with God going right now? It strikes me that with everything changing around us in um, kind of society, culture, our patterns of life, it's very easy for that to disrupt our relationship with God. There's a group of us at the moment who... Um, are probably busier at work than usual and that leads to time pressure um, and squeezes out time that we might be spending with God. Even for those who aren't um, uh, working busier hours, there are some people at home with more hours on their hand at the moment. It's still disruptive, right? I think there probably, I've, I know I've spoken to people recently, even during this week, who are struggling with that, that um, they don't have a commute now or they don't have as many work hours to do. And yet it's hard to find time or to make time to be with God because our, our pattern of life is disrupted. And, um, and, and it's, it, we have to rebuild that, right? We have to make that work. It doesn't just happen by itself. 
If that's something that you're struggling with, um, then I want to encourage us all this morning. Um, and we're going to start doing that by looking at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, I'm sure many of you are familiar with their story already. I'm just going to give kind of a brief background um, as a refresher and for any who aren't. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were um, three Israelites from Judah. Um, they were exiled. So this is the, the, um, the exile of Israel to Babylon in the, um, the end of the 7th and into the 6th century BC. So a bit over two and a half thousand years ago. And they were exiled along with Daniel um, to Babylon. And they were appointed as administrators over the region of Babylon. And we'll get, we'll get to that in just a second. And at some point, King Nebuchadnezzar, who's king over Babylon, decides that he's going to build this statue and that everyone should worship this statue. Um, and he calls together all of the officials of government, the list that it has here. I'm reading, um, I'm going to read just in a, in a moment from Daniel chapter three, if you want to find that in your Bibles. And it says that King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 90 feet high and nine feet wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So calling together his entire organization of government, everyone who is responsible for leading the people at the time. And he says that everyone has to worship out and worship. As soon as you hear the music and there's a list of instruments given, everyone must worship. But Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego can't bring themselves to do this because they worship the almighty God, the true God in heaven. And they won't do it. And so um, some of uh, um, Nebuchadnezzar's astrologers, they come forward and they denounce these folks. And Nebuchadnezzar asks them, is this true that you won't fall down um, and worship my image? I'm gonna, basically, I'm going to give you one more chance to. Right? We're going to play the music again. There's the big 90-foot gold statue. You either bow down and worship it or you don't. And this is their response. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, that was the punishment for not bowing down to the statue, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. If you remember one thing from this time this morning, I, I would encourage you to remember that phrase, the God we serve is able to save us. Because that was their position. They were faced with... Um, a very difficult and adverse situation. The entire government of the, the ruling empire of the world um, had been called together to worship this statue and they were standing against that. And whilst the adversity we face at the moment may be very different, it doesn't take the form of a ruling empire and a command from an earthly ruler um, to worship a false god. Uh, we still face an adverse time. And the question is, are we going to lean into God or are we going to get um, more and more anxious 
and maybe even panicked and stressed about the circumstances around us. It's kind of a crazy bit of story because um, what had actually happened before this, I said that we'd come back to these men being appointed as administrators. So if you read Daniel chapter two, it talks about the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had and he calls his advisors, no one can interpret it. And uh, he's going to have them all put to death. And Daniel uh, is um, spoken to by God. And he comes to Nebuchadnezzar and he tells him um, not only the interpretation of the dream that, that the king has had, but also what the dream was in the first place. Nebuchadnezzar says, can you tell me my dream and what it means? And Daniel does, giving, giving uh, credit to God for it and not claiming it for himself. And Nebuchadnezzar is amazed by this. And as part of the sort of the consequence coming out of that, um, at Daniel's request, these three men are appointed as administrators. And in fact, in um, the end or towards the end of chapter two, um, Nebuchadnezzar says this, he says to Daniel, surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, for you were able to reveal this mystery. And then again, at some point, he just sort of flips back into, well, I'm going to build a gold statue and that can be God instead and everyone can worship that. But what's amazing is that we go through this situation and these men are faced with death and it's instant. It's not a uh, like, hey, you know, things could go badly for you if you don't worship this statue. It's uh, you're going to get thrown into the blazing furnace right now if you don't worship this statue. And they lean in and they say, O king, the God that we serve is able to save us. And even if he doesn't, we want you to know that we will not bow down and worship this statue. And the reason I was thinking about this recently is because we don't know how this is going to play out from here, this pandemic. We don't know how many of those that we know and love may get sick. We don't know how many people we may lose at this point. But the God that we serve is able to save us. And he's able to save us not just now in the moment, but if this um, pandemic, you know, it, if, it, if, it, um, if it brings loss to those that we love, God is still able to save all of those people. I'm going to come back to how in a little bit. I was, I've been reading a little bit in the Psalms this week as well. And I came across these verses in Psalm 39, which really spoke to me. And they say this, this is Psalm 39. If you want to turn with me, um, I'm going to read verses four through seven. And David writes, show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. It's not a request we make every day, is it? Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. You have made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. Man is a mere phantom as he goes to and fro. He bustles about, but only in vain. He heaps up wealth, not knowing who will get it. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. I was given a little bit of an example, the example of these verses just yesterday. We were sat at the table, one of my kids, so I won't name which one, had an ailment, and I won't name the ailment either. Let's say it was a toothache. It wasn't a toothache, but we'll call it a toothache. And this child said at the table, this is the worst toothache I'd ever, I've ever had in my whole life. And I thought, 
and I actually responded out loud kind of in this vein that that's a true statement, I'm sure. That's for you to, to decide whether it's the worst toothache you've ever had in your whole life. But you're quite young. So that's not saying a whole lot just yet. And I'm saying that as a father who is, you know, three, four, five times as old as said child. And I was thinking about these verses in that context. If I can say that about one of my kids and say, you know what, your life has been pretty short so far. How much more does, can God say that for us? I mean, he is eternal and we have appeared as this little blip on the spectrum of time. And it just really reminded me of these verses. It was kind of a, um, uh, you know, I responded in this way, in this human way, like, yeah, you're not really very old yet. And then I was thinking of these verses and I was thinking, Julian, you're not really very old yet, right? There is a whole eternity outside of this life. And it would be very easy at the moment to get bound up in what's going on around us and the stresses of now, the anxieties of now. But scripture says, it says, do not worry. Right? Who by worrying can add a day to their life? And um, my encouragement to you is just don't get bound up in the here and now. Don't allow this situation to be all consuming. It's important that we pay attention to it. It's important that we make sensible choices, that we follow you know, public health guidance, all the rest of it, that we are wise and smart in how we mix with other people or don't mix with other people, um, including and especially our loved ones. And it's important that we look out for the needs of those around us at the moment and see if there are ways in which we can meet those needs. Just uh, yesterday, and sorry, I'm going to call them out. I didn't tell them I was going to do this, but Ron and Kathy Sams appeared in our driveway yesterday with a little care package for us. I think they'd been doing the rounds to some folks up here and they brought us a bag of stuff. I should have it to hand and I don't. Um, and it was a really touching gesture. Um, it had things in it, it had a toilet roll in it and a couple of, uh, a couple of masks, things that, you know, people are definitely looking for at the moment. And I had some, uh, very nice smelling soap, some candy, some bits and pieces. It was just a really delightful thing to do for us and to, 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 you know, to give something and say, um, what, you know, they don't even know that they, they don't know if, if we had any particular needs, but they made that effort to prepare something to bring them around to give them to people like what are the things that we can be doing for those around us at the moment in that vein who has needs around us that we can help meet that's important, but it's also important not to lose perspective and not to get all bound up in the right here and now there's this tension and <laughs> just heard one of my children yawning from the other room. I should speed this along. <laughs> Uh, all right there's this tension in scripture last verses sorry smith child unidentified smith child yawning in the living room i'm gonna go in there in a minute when i'm done here and someone can uh oh yes thank you i'm, I'm getting coaching from the other room i know who it was i'm just not telling the whole church who it was all right so there's this tension right there's there's this vital importance that we lean into god in the way that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. You know, what's interesting about them is they weren't always called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were renamed by the Babylonians. Um, originally, their names were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And those are names that mean the Lord shows grace. Who is what God is, or who is like God? And the Lord helps. And, you know, it struck me as interesting as I was reading those verses this week that 
the names they were given in Babylon were all tied up to the Babylonian fake gods, to Aku and Nabu, the same Nabu who forms the base of the name Nebuchadnezzar. Um, and um, so they were given these names that were effectively a lie, but they relied on the truth of that. You know, they, they, they were firm in their identity as, as men of God, all right? men to whom God showed grace um, and whom the Lord helps. Um, so it's really important for us at the moment that we lean in, in the way that they did. And we, and we depend on God for everything. And I want to encourage you with these verses from Matthew chapter 10. Um, if you're, if you're following in your Bibles, turn with me, Matthew chapter 10, I'm going to read from verse 28. It says, Matthew, or this is Jesus speaking. And he says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. And so there's this tension that this life right now is fleeting. It may feel like it's going along a long time, but we'll look back from the rest of eternity and we'll think about how brief it really felt. So what's happening now is temporary. At the same time, this life is important. It's important that we reflect the character of God as much as we can. And it's worth noting, as Jesus said to us, that our lives are important to God. Even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Think about that for a second. I have no idea how many hairs are on my head. Fortunately, it's still a good few. Every person who's on this call right now, every person who's listening to this, just think about this for a second. God knows exactly the number of hairs on your head. That's how much he cares about us. That's how deeply he wants to know us. We are important to him. And it's important that we lean in and enjoy that blessing. It's really exciting to me how the story progresses, at least to start with, in the book of Daniel. If I flip forward to the beginning of chapter four, you all know the story, I think, right? So they, these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are thrown into the fire. And all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar sees four men walking in the fire. They're unharmed. The soldiers who took them there die from the ferocity of the flames. And yet these men are untouched. And Nebuchadnezzar says, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. And so he calls them to come out. And he recognizes that God has saved them. And listen to what Nebuchadnezzar writes. This is the beginning of Daniel chapter 4. To the peoples, nations, and men of every language who live in all the world, may you prosper greatly. It is my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the Most High God has performed for me. How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. Saints, let's lean into God now and think about this. Think about how wonderful it would be to look back on this time 
and to be able to reflect in the same way that King Nebuchadnezzar just did and say, look at the amazing things that God has done in our midst in this time. So let's, it's another little yawn from next door. I'm almost done. Let's lean into him. Let's praise him for who he is. Let's trust him. And let's live for him. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are an amazing and powerful God. And we thank you that you are such a deep and personal God that you desire to know us intimately, that you know even the number of hairs on our heads. We thank you that you care for us. And even though this life that we're living right now is just a mere blip in the span of eternity, we thank you that we are important to you, that this life is important, that our choices are important. And we pray that you would encourage us and strengthen us by your spirit to lean into you, to not be phased or afraid or stressed by the difficulties that we face around us, but to put our trust in you, to lean in, to bring you praise and allow you to work through us in these times more than ever. Amen. Um, we got a uh, couple songs to do. Um, we got the lyrics right up there, so I guess go ahead and start. <clears throat>
thousand times I've felt your mercy remains should I stumble again till I'm caught in your face everlasting your light will shine when all else fades never ending your glory goes beyond Consume me from the end 
this embrace. Take out my embrace. To love you from the inside out. You will above all else my purpose remains. The art of losing myself Consume me from the inside out. Let justice and praise become my embrace. To love you from the inside out. Everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond. Thank you for this day. Um, I pray you uh, would teach us to recognize you are all we need. And I thank you. You've given us this chance in our lifetime, just as a church, all together, further at the same time, grow in our reliance upon you. Um, and so I pray that we would um, uh, deepen in our faith for you during this time and grow mature as a church and as your church, Lord God. Um, in Jesus' name, amen.